You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting with IDJ Impact and um, Density Steve. Uh, it's you and I for the original uh, crew. We have uh, Matt Michaels and um, Simon Street are out. They are sick, so we do wish them to get better. But we got some great friends with us. We got Rob, who's been on our show, local Las Vegas comedian. Yes, he's going to be here. Happy that you're with us, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, and we have our honorary bad boy, John himself, with us. How you doing, John? Doing good, DJ. Thank you for having me on. For those of you uh, on video, you can see me in my blue bad boy shirt. So in the dojo that is DJ Impact, I'm a, I'm a blue belt. I'm training hard to make it to a black belt bad boy for life. <laughs> it's coming, man. It's nice. coming. Absolutely. I've got the All right. belt. I'll make him a way up. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best around. Exactly. Against little kids there. Okay. <laughs> so everybody, look, if you're watching this live, make sure you throw your comments in the in the chat box. We're live here on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. So uh, please uh, put it in, and we'll try to get in as we see fit. All right? So with that, we're going to do our, our regular uh, wrestling talk, and we always start with the four-way stop. <laughs> Okay, Sin City, Steve, boy, you got a pro panel with you today, so um, this should be fun. What do you got for your highlights for the week? All right, Tetsuya Naito is the winner of the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax 33 tournament. Naito defeated Kazuchika Okada in a 37-minute match that was compelling throughout, and yes, DJ Impact, yeah. This is how you do a 30-plus minute main event match. Okay. okay. Absolutely. You you keep you keep the audience enthralled the entire time. Um anyway. Yeah. Um uh, Naito winning the tur- the match against Okada as well as the tournament itself is massive. Uh mm-hmm. he's now secured an IWGP World Championship match on January 4th at Wrestle Kingdom at the Tokyo Dome. And uh this match came one day after Naito wrestled and defeated Will Ospreay in a 30-minute match mm. in the semifinals. So, yeah, dude yeah. put on a show the last two days of the tournament, especially. Okay. Elsewhere, the Jericho Appreciation Society is no more. <laughs> Dynamite kicked off with all the members of the JAS walking out on Jericho one by one, last of which being Sammy Guevara. You know, it's really going to be interesting to see how they spin everyone off and if they get over outside of the shadow of Jericho. Mm. Um, I have, I definitely have hopes for Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Um, and ironically enough, after the segment, Jericho was stopped in the hallway by Renee 
and Don Callis. Jericho setting the stage for next week, saying that he would give Callis his answer on joining the Don Callis family next week on Dynamite. Jericho wow. also setting himself up for memes forever now. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know what, John? Let me go to you, man. Uh, what was your highlight for the week? Okay, so uh, I'm going to steal one from Robin Hood Men in Tights. So unlike most WWE longtime fans, I am a fan of all pro wrestling. So okay. we're going to keep this fair across the board. First, Monday, Monday Night Raw, uh, the continuity that went from the opening segment through the uh, end of Monday Night Raw, all three hours between Seth, uh, Cody Rose, Sammy, and then Shinsuke Nakamura with the whole thing with the Judgment Day. Uh, Really love the, the continued storytelling and then also the swerve at the end with Shinsuke. Yeah. We had all the baby faces celebrating. Shinsuke did kind of like plant the seed a little bit earlier in the show when he offered to join uh, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Um, I loved it. Great continuity for a three-hour block. Yeah. Sticking with Monday Night Raw in the Intercontinental Title Eliminator match, Chad Gable overcoming Vince McMahon lore by winning in his hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota, and then also carrying his his little son around the ring. Uh, I'm you know being a father myself, got a little misty eyed in that. Sure. Switch on over to Dynamite. Uh, I'm going to get the Lucha Bros against the Blackpool Combat Club, uh, which should have been the main event. That was my main event. Uh, did not agree with, with the finish, but if you're going to go over on uh, Pentagon, what better way than a mess with his mask? And then switching over to AEW Collision, which for the record, I have bought tickets for back-to-back -back weeks in Seattle and Salt Lake City. Uh, the House of Black against CMFTR for the trio's title match. You have uh, Brody Lee being AEW's version of Gunther with his chops. Uh, and then my highlight, Joe coming out and, ch and choking out Punk. Phenomenal match. There it is. All right. Good stuff. Rob, what highlight you got for the week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that last one. Uh, you know, reviving that CM Punk Samoa Joe uh, uh, all the way going back from Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. That is long-term storytelling. And I like mm -hmm. if you're going to buy a smaller promotion – that you can now continue on with that storyline. It's not a WWE thing where we're just going to bury it now. So that was good. That was um, really good. And also, it's another way to have two good teams fight. You have all your spots, and nobody loses because it was a run-in. So I don't have to worry about, well, which team is better. You could save that for a later time. Again, long-term storytelling. I could go back to that and have those two guys fight it out and not feel slighted. Because it was exciting. It was exciting. And um, no one's talking about Jey Uso just quitting. Uh, that I, I don't. I have not liked what WWE did by putting all their eggs in one basket with the uh, with the bloodline. But damn it. It is so annoying that I have to keep watching every week. Because I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. I'm not going to feed into it. What did he do this time? What did he do this time? All right. Now he's quitting. Deuces, ooses. I'm out. Yeah, I know. I I don't know what to do with this now because now I know it's going to be a payback thing. But, Rob, I'm, I'm glad to see that that would made your highlight, you know, and not your WTF. That means you was excited to see Jay there and he, and he made the movie made. So I'm with it. It's, it. But I think it's a both at the same time. I'm happy and annoyed at the same time. Okay. You know what? It, you know what it was like. It was like watching a porno, and then afterwards, you're like, "Ah, oh, dude, what did I just do? Oh, I just watched this. Ah, oh, let me go clean the up regret. now." 
it, 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 it's a happiness and you're like oh quit uh, and then Shinsuke, i like That's what she it. said i like it it's good long term i hope he's going to be able to do something about this because he's his mic skills are not the greatest but i think it's going to be a, he's going to be a good heel okay no doubt let's go right into our too sweet for the week All right, so this time, John, I'm going to start with you, man. Tell me, what was too sweet? <laughs> All right, too sweet for the week goes to MJF in that trampoline segment with Adam McCole going full bully Madison in the dodgeball, nailing the kids, but going, I'm your dad. Bam, nailing the kid. I slept with your mom. Bam. Nailing a kid. And then for it to come full circle with a little girl telling Adam Cole that only, you know, that nerds would come here if you're an adult. And then Adam Cole being like, go ahead and take this one out. That whole segment, comedy gold, take my money, please, for all in. Uh, <laughs> and then also I'm just going to give a shout out to, to RVD, 52 years old, hit, showing us the greatest hits even though we didn't get a Van Daminator. Uh, but then also him trolling the internet the day after for making fun of his dad bod by showing that he has a six-pack. So good job for RVD on that he one. He's as hell. Yeah, he is. I've <laughs> good met for him. He lives here in Vegas. He's, he's ripped. Yeah. We, we, we know help what helps with the gains. I mean, he's all in the recovery. <laughs> good for him. Um, I'm going to give one for NXT. The uh, Mustafa Ali Axiom match. Uh, really love the spot where you had Ali catch Axiom with, uh, in a jackhammer. And then Axiom responds by hitting a Canadian destroyer following a moonsault on the floor. I oh. thought that was the highlight for uh, NXT right there. And then also the L.A. Night uh, mid segment of Monday Night Raw. I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of mixed feelings on how that went, who won, you know, the mic skills on the segment. But it's a way to highlight both of them. And it shows once again why the Miz is so good on the mic, why mm-hmm. he's had a 20 year career in the WWE. And like a Dolph Ziggler, you know, when in need, you can always tag him in. and He's ready to go. So loved it. Yeah. That was good stuff. I I I, I love that. And uh, hey, you know, this is an, another step for LA Knight to um, to get to the level of you know where they're trying to get him to. You know, Sin City Steve. Yeah. <laughs> what what do you got for your two sweet? All right. So uh, to echo some points that were mentioned earlier, House of Black versus CMFTR was fucking fantastic. Um, that match was twenty seven minutes of good trios wrestling. It wasn't a spot fest. It wasn't a bloodbath. It didn't rely on shock value. It was just good wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend if you got some time, go seek that one out. Um, and obviously the ending to the match, we all talked about it. It's awesome what they're building. And y- you can see how things are going. Um, elsewhere, you know, Ricky Starks cut an in-ring promo to kick off Collision. I fucking love what they're doing with Ricky Starks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having him be this brash, just dickheaded heel. Um, absolutely no respect for any of the legends. Um, obviously, we saw what he did with Jushin Liger, snatching the, uh, the Owen Hart t- uh, trophy out of his hands. And then last week, uh, when, he, when he beat the shit out of Ricky Steamboat with his own belt, he took, he took Ricky Steamboat's own belt off of him and whipped the shit out of him. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you can see that they are really they're they're really getting behind this guy. And yeah. the promo that he dropped at the start of this week was absolutely great, pun intended. Um, also, RVD, uh, we talked about him as well, but the fact is he's in his 50s. Yes, you can tell that he's lost a step, but damn it, he can still go better than half of half of the 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 freaking legends that they bring in on any show, no matter what it is, no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's awesome, and props to him. So absolutely, all right, all right, Rob, give me some two sweets. Um, I gotta say the match with uh. Uh, I'm blanking out right now. The uh, match with the Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers match is good because it does what it needs to do. It's another one. You need to keep steam going for the Blackpool Combat Club. We need to be reminded that they're heels. And these guys are heels. For a while, they were kind of ambiguous heels. They were just kind of like they were doing this old Stone Cold thing where they're just aggressive. But ripping off the mask, perfect. Perfect way to end it. Perfect way to cement who they who they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the RVD match was. I knew he wasn't going to get. We knew he wasn't going to get a belt. But the guy's in the yeah. ring. He's performing as. Is he a little bit slower? Maybe. But then I'm thinking to myself, is he slower or is Jungle Boy Jack Perry not able to keep up? Because Jack Perry was really getting ragdolled for most of that match, and RVD was taking his time with him. I think he was handling him with kid gloves. I don't think that was a knock against RVD. I think it was Jack Perry not being able to perform at that level. Plus, RVD, I met the guy. He's gigantic. You don't think it. You think, all oh, there's bigger wrestlers than him. No, the guy is huge, and he is shredded. Not for, oh, he's 52. You still got it. No, the guy <laughs> is good. I don't think he was wrestling slow. I think he was just trying to allow Jack Perry to, you know, stay face and look good. Um, I mean, he beat him with a nut shot. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> D looks like he's having a, no RVD did his job and uh, LA Knight. That idea that LA Knight is some, uh, you know, Miz called him an attitude error reject or whatever. What are you kidding me? That's a compliment. <laughs> <What>? Thank you. <laughs> entertaining all the way around. Nobody complained back then about them not being entertaining. Miz is a professional jobber. That's what he is. And that's what he's good for. Mm-hmm. All right. I probably would have threw in the two sweet, the uh, Ricochet and Chad and Matt Riddle and Tomasa Champa match. I maybe would have threw that in, but apparently y'all didn't see that. As I was John, you did mention that for your. It's my four way stop. I had to. Yeah. I mean, but it's all right. All right. Now I'm going to have to really be on guard here because I'm, I'm, I'm feel the BS is about to start. And Robin, what <laughs> all right. Okay. So here, here we, we go. go with the WTFs of the week. All right, so what WTFs do you have? That's the same one I said was still good. It's the Usos because you're going, you're circling down the drain. It, it again, it's like drugs. It's like it's like it's like jerking off. You're like ah, yes, it was. It, all these things are entertaining in the moment. If you're looking at again, long storytelling. The long storytelling is Roman Reigns is not doing anything with that belt. Roman Reigns is playing it safe. He's taking the low road where he's putting out the least injury on his body. You know, Daniel Bryan's gone. 
Daniel Bryan shows up once in a while. They don't even mention him anymore because he's got so many injuries. And maybe that's what Roman Reigns is trying to do. He's trying to preserve himself. And if that's the case, great. But as a storytelling thing, it's annoying. It's annoying that an entire company is wrapped up in this stupid story and there's nothing else that comes close to the level of a bloodline story for that company. Now, don't get me wrong. AEW's thing is amazing banger matches and the stories go mm, three weeks and they're off. WWE has been dragging this out for three years and now they're just running on steam. Look, dude, if it was if it was really that bad. Okay, do you believe that they will be still selling out arenas, that fans will be really involved into it? I mean, you know, I've always said this. I've always said this about this. Yeah. I once had a teacher give me a C plus and she goes, I should have failed you, but you usually do an A. That's what WWE is. They're riding off the shiny logo. And the logo is very shiny, and they know how – by the way, WWE knows how to market themselves better than anybody else. Mm. They, they are literally the Donald Trump of wrestling. It's like, yeah, we, we know you know it's how to huge. get your name out. Huge. First of all, we're the biggest wrestling company. There's nobody else huge. out there. There's nobody else out there. And you know this. That, <laughs> and, and AEW was very nasty to me. They were very nasty to me. And we're going to sue them. We're going to sue them. All of the wrestlers come from China. China. This is true. You know this. You all know this. Rob, crazy, yes, Rob. <laughs> Do I have to go get the wig in the suit? I got it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me go over to you, John. What WTFs do you have for the week? Okay. I'm going to channel my inner my- Matt Michaels. Them not being here. Steve, I apologize. But I'll keep this fair between both brands. All right. WTF to Tony Khan and his booking with the AEW women's division. He is going full over right now. You get a main event. You win the title. You get a main event. You lost the title, but you get a buy in this tournament for all in. WTF. Even before Bully Ray said it on Busted Open, when uh, Sheeta and Tony Storm was the main event two week, a week and a half ago, that was knee-jerk booking it, without storytelling. And I love Sheeta. She carried that women's division during the pandemic. She deserves that shine, but she also deserves it better, much like Tony Storm deserved it better in her two reigns as champion. So this whole the champion has to defend her title to advance in the tournament to defend the title at all in. And Tony Storm invokes her rematch clause and gets an automatic buy. WTF that whole situation. It doesn't matter. Sheree is going to win all in anyway. And then everything's out the window. Uh, and then also keeping it completely fair across companies. WTF yeah. to the Carrying Cross AJ Styles match on SmackDown. I love both of them. That is one of those matches where, you know, me as a fan wins. I don't know if somebody got their bell rung what happened, but there was a lot of miscommunication, misfirings, and potential injuries that could have happened in that match. So WTF to that. But once again, big WTF also signs point to AEW and the women's division because it deserves better with the talent that they have. You know, I haven't watched uh, – this was my first time watching a little bit of Collision this weekend. And by the way, they actually have a nice set. Best show in AEW. Yeah, yeah, I that was a nice set. I do want to pick just a little bit. Maybe I'm just nitpicking. I don't know. But it had to be when Christian was in the ring with Luchasaurus, right? So the storyline, he's going, look, you are not going to get another TNA shot. Leave me alone. 
stop bothering me. And he was like, he, he see, and he made a joke about how he he heard Darby says, "Hey, the reason why I paint half of my face is because I feel dead inside." And Christian said a, a dope line. I thought it was pretty funny that you know you're gonna mess around and get your other face painted, <laughs> you know, and then and then it'd be all over. So I'm liking what I'm hearing. But then Darby comes out, he attacks Luchasaurus, and didn't even like really beat him down. Just attacked him a little bit, and then he says. Christian, give me a match. And Christian just goes, okay, you got a match. I'm confused. You just went and said the whole the whole time in the ring, you're never going to get a match. And by the way, why would not Darby attack Christian? Now, if he attacked a Christian and beat him down, then I can see Christian going, yes, you're getting a match. You never, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he attacked Luchasaurus. He didn't even do a good you job doing that. But that's it the is, MJF it, method. That's the MJF method because it works every time. You insult MJF, he gives you a match. He turns over what, in like 60 seconds. It would become full circle, and I would forgive it if Darby wins the title by Christian's little daughter costing him the match because what is she, who did she beat to win the title anyway? Bring her in. I'm okay with it. All right. That was my sis city, man. What you got? All right. You know, since we're talking about that TNT title, at this point, the TNT title is just so freaking devalued. It really shouldn't surprise me. But I don't know if you guys are aware, but we actually had a TNT title match on Collision. Yeah, Luchasaurus successfully defended against Brock Anderson. What? <laughs> Wait. Oh, you mean Arn Arn's son, the guy that literally nepotism in action. Okay, great, perfect. Um, so yeah, Brock. they. Yeah, they tried to shoehorn it in. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, they uh, they tried to shoehorn it in because they were in Greensboro and, uh, you know, the the legacy that, that Arn had in that city. But still, Brock Anderson and the word title match in the same sentence. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> you know, it, it really can't just be storyline at this point with the AEW referees fucking up as much as they do. Uh, mm. This past Wednesday, Dynamite, Referee Paul Turner. You know, Paul Turner's been around mm. forever. He actually ended the fucking main event two minutes early. There was still a spot in the match where, uh, I guess, Angelo Parker was uh, was supposed to be uh, trying to pull Anna Jay out of the ring, and Paul Turner thought that they had to go home right then and there. So instead of looking for the two... He went ahead and put his hand down for that three. And even Taz on commentary was like, what just happened? Uh, because obviously he knew where they were in, in time relation. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and also this coming week on Dynamite, we're getting a Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match. One of those brain collaborations. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and wager that I'm going to mention that match in this segment next week. <laughs> What are the Vegas odds? <laughs> no shit. It's about as sure thing as it can get. Let me glue two coins together. Tails on both sides. <laughs> no shit. Jeff I mean, Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. It's J E double F's. Oh, he's got to go back God. to the old impact insults where he goes, excuse me, Nero. <laughs> oh man. All right. That'd be awesome. Let's get to the lookout. All 
All right, let me go over to you, John. What are you looking out for, man? What are you excited for? Okay, a few things to be on the lookout for is the Snake Bitten WWE Tag Team Division, both sexes now. So you have Sami Zayn, or let's go before that. You have Kevin Owens, who's out with a fractured rib. And I did high school wrestling and football all, all four years. Anything with a rib is horrible because you can't really do anything except wait for it. So who truly knows when he'll be clear to come back? Yeah. Then you have Sami Zayn taken out storyline by J.D. McDonough. And if you've seen the still picture from it, he has a golf ball size or he has a golf ball hanging off his elbow, a la John Cena SummerSlam 2013 when he wrestled Daniel Bryan. And they're saying that could be a bursar sack. It could be an issue with his bursa. I'm no doctor, but that looks like a torn tricep. And we, we've seen recently with CM Punk, if that's a torn tricep, you're out for a long time. So you had all, all this time to build to Kevin and Sammy winning, dethroning the Usos after the... Oh, we're getting some issues with four months later, and it's all we called it two minutes you know, early. We, we don't know now. Oh, you still hear me? Yeah, you were just kind of dipping in and out a little bit. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, so who knows what's happening there uh, with his injury? Also, Chel uh, not Chelsea Green, but Sonia Deville out with a torn ACL. I'm really curious to see what Sonia uh, or what Chelsea Green is going to do as far as who's going to be her replacement partner. So I'm on the lookout for that. And then also Ludwig Kaiser, Maxine Dupree before Kaiser wrestled Otis on raw. There were some subtle hits there. Let's <laughs> see what happens with Maxine Dupree. Yeah. Um, Ludwig is getting a little personality here, huh? Yeah. Let's see where that goes. Um, all right, Rob, tell you know, me, man, what you excited, man? What you what you looking forward to? Shinsuke Nakamura. I really want him to do something. I hope maybe, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, we know that the Judgment Day's got kinks in the armor. It would be interesting, and he's wearing like black and purple now, if I'm not mistaken. Shinsuke, he was he's wearing black. Um, it would be interesting to see him with Judgment Day. I'm interested to to see. Uh, what comes of that because he doesn't have his English command is not that great. His command of English isn't great. So he's always said, um, I'm, I'm going to use um, gestures and subterfuge and I'm, I'm going to try to uh, compensate for that and still be uh, something that some people want to see. So I'm interested in that one mm -hmm. um, with uh, with regards to the Usos. I, I, I'm looking at uh, uh, some sort of a brother versus brother. Uh, at payback, Uso versus Uso. I think they'll do that. That's pretty much, you know, they're, they're emailing that. They're like, hey, by the way, you're, you're going to know what this is going to be. Um, on on AEW, Johnny uh, Johnny Wrestling. What are we calling him again? Johnny something. He's Johnny, Johnny something. TV. Johnny TV. Johnny TV. Um, I'm interested to see him get more of a spot. I mean, he's married to Taya Valkyrie in real life. Uh, wherever she goes, he goes and vice versa. So I'm interested to see him get more TV time because mm -hmm. he is still very, very entertaining. And he doesn't age. No. <laughs> he he looked yeah. the same forever. They need to pair him up with Rhino. Those two are just like time capsules of people. <laughs> um, 
So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with him. I hope they give him like I'd like to see a TNT built on him just because he's so damn obnoxious that if they pair him up with Taya Valkyrie, I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I'm looking out for because they're kind of making both of them heels. So that could be something to do that. That would be a good uh, spot. OK, just see Steve, man. Look at that phone. So one thing that I have to point out that I never noticed until uh, I caught the commentary, the uh, the Johnny TV uh, Starship Pain move has been renamed to the Superstation, which is hilarious considering they're on TBS and TNT. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah uh, collision. Powerhouse Hobbs cut a promo. Going back to the book of Hobbs, you know, since that worked so well for him last time. Anyway, uh, he said that the next chapter is redemption and then called out Miro. Of course, the QTV goons got involved, obviously. Um, And then Hobbs dropped Miro with an amazing spine buster. Uh, Obviously, this match is going to happen. I really don't want him to rush it. Fuck it. Make it all out. Uh, Give it, you know, give it a few weeks to build that. And, uh, you know, they've got to fill basically two pay-per-views in back-to-back weeks. Um, also the, uh, the storytelling and development that they've been doing with MJF and Adam Cole has been absolutely just chef's kiss. Um, but I, I do want to see how they're going to, uh, to take things as we get closer to all in. Um, I, I really do like the fact that they've introduced secondary characters into this people that will probably play a role, uh, Roderick strong, uh, the kingdom. Um, obviously he's been aligned with all those, all those guys in the past. So could it be them planting the seeds for an Adam Cole heel faction with all of them? Yes, please. Um, more of that, but elsewhere all in is building MJF and Adam Cole, FTR and bucks, Sheeta, Tony storm, Soraya and Britt. Mm-hmm. And then of course that coffin match sting and Darby, Versus Swerve and AR Fox. We need CJ so, Perry, please. Hey, dude, I, I'm please. down. I agree. And as little close as possible. <laughs> Basically. Miro Crush. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's jump right into our little uh, last segment here, which is Best in Show. Okay, Sin City Steve, best in show better be uh, better be raw. But let's see what you say. Go ahead. <laughs> Incorrect, sir. Uh, AEW Collision. And all okay. that I'm all that I'm going to say is this: when one quarter of your entire show is taken up by one match, that match had better be good. Fortunately for AEW, that match was better than good. Like I said earlier, that match mm-hmm. was fucking great. Seek out that trio's title match and enjoy a half hour of great wrestling. Okay. John, what would be your best in show this past week? Actually, DJ, I'm going to make you happy. I'm going to go Monday Night Raw. For three, for three hours, I was thoroughly sports entertained. Yes. But like I said, I will give an honorable mention uh, to Collision because I'm with Steve on that one. Um, the first episode was on fire. The second one was a miss to me, but episodes three and on for Collision have been like the AEW's best programming, and I can't wait to see it in Seattle and Salt Lake uh, starting at the end of next month. 
Okay. Rob, what was I'm your? I'm going to buck the trend and go with Dynamite. I'm huh. going to go Dynamite for two reasons. I got a good match with the Lucha Brothers mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and Blackpool Combat Club, and I got a promo where a little kid flipped off MGF and he beat her ass with a dodgeball. <laughs> that, that was just so good. She I go with your mom. And, he, and he goes, can I do it now? And I, I, I love it. it, it I, I could not have been it's more so entertained. Good. That's sports entertainment. That's sports <laughs> entertainment. And they did it in two minutes. What took uh, your Monday Night Raw three hours. Oh, stop it. Okay. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, my money's worth. We we we've taken it easy on you so far. Impact, come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, man, I mean, we finished all this pretty uh pretty early. Um, let me just say this right quick because I see we do just to kill this a little bit more time. Are all of you guys excited to see where this uh, Wembley show is is coming together? Are you liking what you see? You think this is this is going to be really uh, big and exciting for the company? Without a doubt, man. They've already sold 80,000 tickets. Uh, WrestleTix mm-hmm. Wrestle uh, posted a tweet, I'd say, less than two hours ago, saying that they officially had cleared the 80,000 ticket mark. Um, there are only 2,000 tickets on the resale market. So, you know, wow. they're not being bought up by, by uh, resellers or scalpers or anything like that. They are Good. being bought up by actual fans. So that's massive. This way you and don't see 20,000 empty seats and they have to do that camera pan where they go here. Absolutely. And they go back around, right. And here. And then they go back like a sprinkler. No, right. I think one thing is just great for pro wrestling in general. Like I said, if you are a fan of pro wrestling, it's going to be a great way to spend your Saturday morning. I say Saturday morning because the buy-in show starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time, as um, I learned by checking out the Bleacher Report app. So no, it will be fully live no, in England. no. No, the the buy-in, the zero hour starts at nine a.m. The no, pay-per-view no. starts at ten. Oh wow! Your report did me wrong. On okay. Saturday, it's yeah. not Sunday. It's Saturday. Uh, no, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Sunday. Okay, I thought you said Saturday. Sunday. Like, okay, yeah. Sunday. I thought you yeah. just said Saturday. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it's crazy. Can we stop doing these uh, premium live events on a Saturday night? When did that become a thing? Thank you. What? What Why is that? Well, why is that a problem? When the, when the UFC and Endeavor were in, I mean, the WWE and Endeavor were in cahoots. <laughs> no, Sunday is was the guaranteed day. You're guaranteed mm-hmm. off. It was the it was always considered to be like the most prestigious day for sports, for football, for baseball. There was something prestigious about it. Saturday night feels rushed. It, 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 it's just awkward. I, I guess I'm conditioned to wanting Sunday, but also it's it's a, that thing where you've got everybody. You know, you've got everybody available to watch. And you make an event out of it. To me, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, those are Super Bowl days. Those are three Super Bowl days, and that should be on a Sunday. Agreed. Well, I don't know about that. I will agree and say WrestleMania should be should be a one-night one event. <laughs> I will say that. 300 million people attended over two nights. Yeah. What? what, what? <laughs> Your math is a little sloppy there, Michael Cole. Hey, stop it. Don't even go there. You don't want to talk about attendance and people who watch. We're going to get 80,000, and then on the replays, it'll be 190,000 people. (laughs) Okay. And and do you still think – hold on. Uh, Oh, okay. 
there you go. I just see a, a comment here if you guys want to respond to that. But uh, you know, listen. Um there the bottom line is that it, when it comes to the numbers, it's just no way that AW can compete with what WWE does. Okay. Were they ever trying to first? They've always said they weren't trying to. Well they're just a secondary company, right? They were always <laughs> saying Cody was always that's true. They are. Thank you, John. Thank you for reminding us. <laughs> Thank you, Triple H. I know. <laughs> Hold on. I, I can do this. I can do Hold on. Uh, just block the AEW logo. And just... oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Well, I guess that would be uh, that would be it. We're going to end this show. Well, everyone who's watching, make sure you jump back on because we got three good topics coming up. Next, you can kind of see on the scroll below. So we're going to, um, you know, discuss these and and have a lot of fun. So if you uh, are watching this live, make sure you jump back on. If you just downloaded it and listened to this on our podcast, thanks for downloading it. Most importantly, we want to thank uh, Rob and John for being a part of Wrestling Talk this week. Uh, we should have the guys back next week unless uh, they're still sick or something going on. So uh, we'll see what happens. With that, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. And happy wrestling to you all. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.